Hi guys, you are very welcome to my first podcast. This is Do or Die with Sam Conley. This podcast, guys, is about change. This podcast is about not being stuck, okay? This is about not making do with the best of a bad lot. This is about turning around and saying, do you know what? I want more than this out of life. I'm best known, guys, for my own seven stone transformation for being one of the most passionate weight loss coaches in the country. I'm best known for my seminars where I talk about weight loss. I want to make this, guys, all about change in every single aspect of your life. I am working more and more with clients now who want to not only change how they look and feel in their own body, they want to change their job. They want to change that relationship that's holding them back. They want to open that business that they've been dreaming of for years, but they've been held back for whatever reason, guys. I want to make this podcast all about change, guys. All about grabbing life by the scruff of the neck, just like I did six or seven years ago. And realising, guys, it can be so much better than what we settle for. I had completely given up. 21 stone, 44 inch waist, I had completely given up, guys. I thought this is as good as it's going to get. I was in my late 30s when I was making that call. How big a shame is that, guys? When I look at what I have experienced and what I've achieved in the last few years, and all because I tackled the one main issue that was holding me back, it might be something different for you. For me, undoubtedly, it was my weight, guys. I had battled with my weight for years. It was holding me back. It was causing me to make bad choices and bad decisions. It was causing me to bury my head in the sand and make do. I don't want a single person who listens to this podcast to be in that position a day longer than they have to. Because do you know what? I get it. I totally get it, guys. You're looking at this massive mountain that you have to climb in front of you, no matter what aspect of change it is that applies to you. And you're thinking, how on earth will I ever do that? I get that overwhelming feeling, guys. Seven stone was a lot of weight for me to lose, okay? That was overwhelming. But the way it happened with me in some of the the podcasts to come, I'll talk about my trigger moment and the day that changed my life and so on. But once I'd made that decision that I wasn't happy to stay as I was, do you know what? That was motivation enough to move forward. So I get that it's overwhelming. I get that you're afraid. I get that this is completely probably outside your comfort zone, that those around you might not agree with what you're doing or what you want. Maybe they don't even know, guys. Did those closest to me know about the nights that I spent crying into my pillow because I was so unhappy with how I looked and the fact that I couldn't get nice clothes to fit me? No idea. Absolutely no idea. Guys, one thing I have learned, and I've learned a lot of lessons in the past six or seven years that I'm going to share with you as the weeks progress. One thing I've learned, guys, you sort yourself first. You run your own race. You get the blinkers on. You deal with what you need to deal with. And especially, hopefully there'll be people listening to this from everywhere, but here in Northern Ireland, where I'm from, we're far, far too concerned with what other people think of us. And ultimately, It's got nothing to do with us, okay? What those people think, that doesn't pay our bills. What those people think of us, that doesn't stop us, as I did, crying myself to sleep at night because I was so unhappy with that part of my life. We've got to stop thinking what other people think matters, guys, because it doesn't, okay? We don't need validation from anybody to change our lives. It's our life. 
It's a precious chance that we've been given and far, far too many of us are wasting that opportunity, guys. We're being held back. If it's something like your weight, if it's something like that relationship, that toxic relationship or damaging relationship you're in, if it's the fact that you're doing this job for the last 20 years that you hate and you know you're destined for bigger things, guys, you owe it to yourself to change. But I understand why you might be reluctant. Because six or seven years ago, I was that person. And guys, that's why I have the no bullshit approach that I have. That's why I don't tolerate the time wasters and everything else. Because this is too precious. We have no idea how amazing things can be. There's days that I wake up now and I barely recognise my life, guys, for what it has become. It is barely recognisable. I'm a completely different person, physically, emotionally and mentally. And you know what? It's the best feeling in the world. And I want everybody to share that. And you can, guys. I know people say to themselves, oh, well, it's okay for him or it's okay for her. No, it's not. Because do you know what? We had to go through the pain of that change too, in the same way that you'll have to. But you can have it just as much as we can, guys. Please, please, please don't be selling yourself short. Because no matter what you want out of this, you can have it. You need to figure out what you want. You need to figure out a plan to get there. And then you need to be prepared to work at it, to be consistent, to put the effort in. No matter what it is we're talking about here. And I'd love you to actually share with me going forward what it is that you want to change in your own life. And perhaps we can steer some of the podcast to cover those various different directions. As I say, the bulk of people who contact me, it's in a weight loss context or in a body image context. That's my specialist subject because I spent years fighting in the trenches of misery that that causes, guys. So it's something that's very, very close to my heart and I understand it. And that's why I share the highs and the lows. That's why this podcast, guys, is do or die. If I had carried on the way I was and piling on the weight and deteriorating my health, I wouldn't be here today. So when I made that decision that it all had to change... That was like a final roll of the dice. That was do or die. And you know what? We procrastinate and we hold back and we put things off and we wait for this perfect day. It's not coming. It's not coming. Think about it from a weight loss point of view. It's going to be on Monday. I'm going to start on Monday. Or then it's going to be no, no, next week. That's the start of the month. That's a fresh start. Or then it's going to be a couple of months time. It's January. That's when I'll start. We put it off, guys. The best day to start. Do you want to know the best day to start? It's today. It's now. You can make changes the minute you stop listening to this podcast that can take you towards that different future, guys. Because it's out there for the taking. If you don't want it, that's fine. That's 100%. But in that case, you've got to make your peace with what you have because that's what you're stuck with. Okay, what you have at the minute, if you're happy with that, fantastic. Okay, I actually envy you. I actually envy because there's very few people I think could truly say that, that they're entirely happy with what they have. If there's an aspect you're not happy with and you want to make that change, guys, you've got to do something about it. I spent years crying over spilt milk, so to speak, because of my weight, but I wasn't doing anything about it. Or when I did think I was doing something about it, which in my case would be trying to starve myself, I would do it for a day or two days and then go back to the old habits. Guys, we've got to create new habits. In the business that I work in, that's new healthy habits. And you know what? It's so much easier than most people actually think it is. So much easier. 
It's the small changes that we can make each day that we barely even notice, but they add up. They add up. That's what gets us the results. It's those small changes that we make every day. And that's the mindset that we need to adopt, guys. We need to start, need to stop actually trying to undo years and years and years of destruction and expecting to see a change in five minutes because it isn't coming. That's the quick fix diets that you'll hear me talking about. People will pay a few hundred pounds for this quick fix starvation diet and they'll lose 10 pounds or 14 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever it is and they'll have it all back on with interest in a matter of days or a couple of weeks. We got to bin that mentality. Okay, we live in a society now where we're not prepared to accept a bit of pain and we're not prepared to put in a bit of graft, guys, because that's what it takes. You look at anybody that's successful in any walk of life or in any field, they've grafted to get there. That's not been gifted to them. They've had to put the miles in, guys. No different than weight loss or building a business or building a relationship or whatever it is, guys. We've got to stop looking for the quick fix and the easy way out. That's what's destroying us. That's what's holding us back. And this podcast, guys, is going to be about change and getting you into that mindset where you start using the tools that you need to use to change your life as opposed to the land grab that we have where we constantly do the same old habits and then wonder why things don't get better. That's what it's about, guys. Do or die. This is the gun being put to your head to act. Because do you know what? I see it all the time with clients. People who have procrastinated over weight loss maybe for years and all of a sudden the doctor calls them in or their employer calls them in and there's an issue and they have to lose weight. Okay, They have to lose weight. All of a sudden they're saying I must lose weight. It's not a case of I'd like to or maybe I should and all of a sudden guys the results come. The excuses disappear because it's like their life depends on it. It's do or die. And that's when we perform at our best, guys. As we go forward, I'm going to share some of the things that's happened to me over the past few years. Some of the most amazing achievements that I've had have happened in the face of the most adversity. They most certainly were not this perfect day that we crave, guys. We've got to stop looking for that. Okay, that's unicorn fairy dust stuff. This perfect day that we keep waiting for that isn't coming to save our ass. We've got to get up off our backside and make this happen. And you can. The evidence is out there. I'm not talking about something from a textbook. I'm talking about something that I've lived and breathed myself and seen with hundreds of clients. It's out there for the taking, guys. And I want to help you as the weeks go by in this podcast to understand that. That you know what? Whatever it is you're dreaming of, you can make that a reality. So like I say, you know how to get in touch with me anyway through Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case may be. Share where you're going with this, okay? Let me in on what it is that you want to achieve. And then if there's anything specific that I can do in the form of the podcast going forward, I will most definitely do that. But I'd love you to share this journey with me, guys. This do or die to adopt that mentality in your life. And make every year coming forward, guys, the best it can possibly be. Delighted to share my journey with you. Super excited about sharing in yours too. So let's make it happen, guys. Do or die. 
Hi guys and welcome back to episode 2 of my new podcast. This is Do or Die with me, Sam Conley. The podcast guys that is all about change and making change in your life. No matter what that might be. As I said last week, I'm best known for change in terms of physical fitness and body transformation and weight loss. This podcast guys, this is even further reaching than that. This is about change in every aspect of your life. Because as I've discovered... My weight held me back for far too long. Once I made that change, boy, did I start making some other changes in my life. And as many of you know, if you follow me on the socials and so on, you'll see just exactly how that has played out and how that's continuing to play out. All about change, guys. It's all about remembering that we're not stuck with something. Okay, as the saying goes, you're not a tree. You can move. If there's something you're not happy with, something you're not happy about, the onus is on you to make that change no matter what it may be. Thank you, first of all, so much for the response that I had to the first podcast last week. It was just a short introduction, but the messages I've had from people that I know, uh, from people that I don't know, was awesome. Guys, I am exceptionally busy. I get a lot of messages in the week, but I love getting messages from people. Okay, this is why I made the change. There we go again with that word change. I made the change to start working with people in this field and seeing this. And I love getting messages, the good and the bad. I mean, I love getting messages from people saying, do you know what? That's just what I needed to hear. This is the first podcast I'm talking about. Uh, You know, I need to get my arse in gear. I need to start making change. That's just what I need to hear. I also get the messages from people saying, look, I know I need to change, but I'm stuck. I just don't know where to go or I'm afraid or I do know what to, to do, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I love getting those messages too, guys, because hopefully in some way I can reach out to those people. And I always, always answer my messages from that point of view, whether you're a client or not, because it's really important to me that I do that. So please feel free to reach out. Some of you have also suggested some topics that you would like me to cover in coming weeks. And I will do that most definitely, guys. I have no issue in doing that whatsoever. But for today, this is really the first proper episode if you like this is episode two but this is really episode one because this is where i'm going to take you back to day one guys where this all started and i get this conversation with people all the time where they talk to me and they say i didn't realize that you were this fat guy just a few years ago and guys it has been amazing this has been a roller coaster over the past few years for me Roller coaster is, a, is actually a good description because it certainly had the most amazing highs and it's some hellish lows along the way too. And I'm always very quick to, to share those both from my life before losing weight and from the time that I lost weight because there's been highs and lows, guys. Don't forget, guys, this is life, okay? This isn't the perfect dream world environment that we would like it to be sadly it's not it's not all fluffy clouds and unicorns and marshmallows if only it were it's not there's gonna be highs and lows in life guys and the first thing about change and effective change is you understanding that that's going to be the case if you're setting out to make change in your life in whatever direction that happens to be You've got to be prepared, guys, for some choppy waters. And sometimes the rougher the sea, the more welcome the port when you get there. I love that saying because it sums up exactly what has happened to me. Because through some of the lows that I've had, guys, when you battle through those and you come out the other side, do you know what? You appreciate the highs so much more. 
And we're always going to have trials and tribulations in life. So the first thing to understand when it comes to change, guys, is to expect that, to accept that, and to deal with it as it happens. Because do you know what? Every low that I have come through has made me stronger. It's made me more savvy. It's made me more aware. And it's made me more thankful. Okay, so they're not all negative. Yeah, we'd rather there weren't lows, but you know what? Sometimes they're all part of building the master plan that is the new you. Okay, so don't fall at the first hurdle. Don't throw the towel in just because there's been a dip in the road, because that could be the dip that ultimately makes you the person that you're about to become. Okay, so that's the first lesson that I would give you in change, guys. Accept the lows and celebrate the highs. But enough about that. What you want to know is who was this person a few years ago who would have been the least likely person to be talking to you about change. This is the person six, seven years ago who would have been the least likely person to be talking to you about fitness or nutrition or weight loss. Because I'm going to share something with you guys. Do you see that person, that 21 stone Sam with the 44 inch waist at the mention of the word fat, even if it wasn't directed towards me? I would have went in a mouse hole. I could have felt my face getting redder than it already was. I hated that word, guys. I hated that word because no matter what context it was being used in, I felt that it was being directed at me. I had such an issue with my weight from that point of view. We always try to put the brave face on and to battle through and everything else. But do you know that you get those those pictures sometimes of the, the smiley face on the outside but the crying face behind the mask? I can totally relate to that, guys. And why was that? That was because of my weight. Okay, that was completely down to my weight. My weight controlled me from that point of view because it made me miserable. So the person that we're talking about today, guys, is the person back before all of this started, leading up to the Saturday that ultimately changed my life. Now, there's clues in that person, guys, both physically and mentally, that maybe you can relate to. From a physical point of view, I was watching my stomach get bigger, but... I have a body type where I, I got bigger everywhere, okay? So where some guys in particular will maybe just have a tummy and they'll have like wee skinny legs and wee skinny arms or whatever, I was big everywhere, okay? So I was the kid at school that my poor mother's heart was broke because a pair of school trousers would only last me two or three weeks. My thighs were so big that I would have literally rubbed three, four inch holes in either side of my inner thigh of my trousers, because my thighs were so large and they rubbed together and they scourged and all the rest of it and it wasn't particularly pleasant I have to say and add to that then the fact that my right leg was always bigger anyway um, and that's the leg that I have my birthmark on and I always just put that down to my birthmark so this person guys I tried everything I could to mask my unhappiness so I would try and buy the nice clothes but once you start pushing towards a 44-inch waist, all of a sudden the Hugo Boss jeans or the Armani jeans don't fit anymore. So you're still trying to squeeze yourself into those. You reach the limit of the 2XL shirts, so all of a sudden they're not fitting anymore. And I found that very difficult to deal with. I was the person in my teens who couldn't wear Levi 501s when Levi 501 red tabs were the thing to have. Now, even... In my early teens, I still couldn't get a pair of the adult trousers to fit me. 
and try as I may, guys, they just didn't make them big enough for me. And you know what? There'll be people out there that'll maybe say, well, what's the big deal about that? But I'm sure there's people out there listening to this too that can relate to that in some way. It might not be 501s, it might be something else. But you know what? For somebody in their 13s or 14s when all their friends are wearing these, that meant something to me, the fact that I couldn't. Okay, Now, what I didn't realise or relate at that time was that, yes, it was down to my weight, I realised that much, but I didn't realise that I could do something about that. And that sounds like the most obvious thing in the world, guys, but it's a 100% true story. Okay, that's something that, that's a feeling, a sensation that I'll take to the grave with me. That's something that's ingrained in me. And that's maybe why, fast forward then, to this all starting to happen for me six or years ago, six or seven years ago, where I was standing physically crying in a changing room in Derry because I, I got slipped into a pair of 36s for the first time, a couple of months after my journey had just started. Because that took me right back to my childhood and those feelings of trying and trying and trying to fit into these 501s in the biggest size that they had, and I physically couldn't get my legs into them. So I'll never forget that feeling, but I'll never forget the joy, guys, of doing something about it, okay? That first day when I knew I had a few stone off, and I was only a couple of months in at this stage, and I went to get new jeans, and the 38s were falling off me, and it got into the 36s. There's a grown man standing in a changing room with tears of joy running down his face because it meant something to me. And I've shared this story with a few of you, but the first thing I'd done that, that day, guys, was I went and I bought a pair of really expensive Hugo Boss jeans at about 150 quid and a size 34. So another size down again. And I made myself a promise that day that it wouldn't take me too much longer until I'd been to them. And of course that happened. It's we seemingly insignificant things like that, guys, that when I look back on them now, that mean so much to me. That's why I tell people, enjoy your journey. Okay, no matter what your journey of change may be, enjoy that journey because it's precious, guys. Every day that you're in the process of change, that is a precious, precious day. That's a gift, guys. Okay, that's you taking back control. That's you making a promise to yourself that you're going to make the best of your life. And that's what I did, okay, right back to that day when it all changed because I started reversing some of those feelings, some of those negative feelings, those hurtful feelings that had conjured up in me because of my weight. So this person up to the point where it all changed, guys, that hated their body so much, this is the person, and I spent many a night crying myself to sleep, guys, because somebody had called me fat, had made reference to fat because I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and the love handles were the love handles were bursting out of the side of my shirt or I, I just looked a mess and I felt a mess. And you know what guys, I see this with a lot of female clients that come to work with me and they'll be massively trying to overcompensate with the really expensive shoes and the really expensive handbags and the hair and makeup taking charge of all those other things, all those peripheral things, because they're not tackling the one thing that's truly causing them to be unhappy, and that's their weight. Something as simple as shorts. Three, four months a year now, you never see me out of shorts. I grew up most of my life terrified of wearing them because I looked such a mess in them. 
Okay, what a, you know, what a change now to be coming to September. And one of my first thoughts in September is, oh, I'm gonna to have to put my shorts away again, and I love wearing my shorts. And maybe part of that, I've said this to Kathy, maybe the reason I enjoy wearing my shorts so much is because I robbed myself. Now, note, note what I'm saying there, guys. I wasn't robbed off, I robbed myself of years of not being able to wear them. This is the person, guys, that couldn't take their shirt off on holidays. Okay, this I was the person lying around the pool with the t-shirt on, absolutely melted. I was the person that was burnt to a crisp and red raw because I was so self-conscious of even putting on suntan lotion. Okay, I was so conscious of how I looked. The first thing I wanted to do in the sun was get out of the way so that nobody could see me. I would be in a pool in a hotel in Spain in 38 degrees with my t-shirt on. Okay, because my man boobs were absolutely horrendous. And this is something that goes back to school days. I mean, one of my terrors from school, from secondary school, would have been doing PE and maybe like indoor football or something like that there. And this is back before uh, we had the coloured bibs to put on to differentiate between the two teams. And the teacher would have said, okay, one team, keep your T-shirt on, the other team, your skins. So you would have played with your shirt off. That haunted me, guys. You have no idea. Some of the boys out there maybe listening to this maybe know what I'm talking about. That absolutely terrorised me, okay? I would have got stuck in the showers and stuff like that anyway. The standing joke was that my boobs were bigger than the girls and, and things like that. So I became accustomed to that. That was the extent, really, of the bullying in secondary school as far as my weight was concerned. Primary school was a different matter. Primary school was a totally different matter. I, my memories are having my head flushed down the toilet, being kicked around the playground. Only took one or two boys just to latch on. And guys, do you know something? When you're really, really unhappy and self-conscious with your weight, you become a very, very easy victim for that. Very easy victim. Because without realising it, I became this person that wanted to please everyone and keep in with everyone. Because subconsciously I thought, that's taking the onus off me and the fact that I'm fat. Okay, Maybe if I'm just really nice to everybody and try and keep in with everybody, maybe they'll not call me fat. Okay, I recognise that now. And I see that in clients that are coming to work with me. They've become this people pleaser. And ultimately guys, that's a snowball effect. Okay, because you constantly put yourself last and all of a sudden you end up a bigger mess. Constantly putting yourself behind other people because you feel either that you're not worthy or that you want to detract in some way from the unhappiness that you actually feel in yourself. This is something, guys, in terms of the process of change that has changed massively within me. Because I'll tell you something, I've been given a second chance at life now and as some of you know or will have heard or have worked with me or whatever, I have zero time for people who are going to hold me back, pull me down, be negative, whatever the case may be. I don't have time for it. The old Sam would have bent over backwards to please them. That's the person we're talking about today. I would have bent over backwards to keep everybody else happy. Why, guys? Because it detracted it detracted from who I perceived myself to be. Now, I'm sure some of the people around me at the time, they knew I was fat, yeah, but they didn't perceive me to be as fat as what I probably perceived myself to be. Okay, so this image that we have of ourselves is very, very powerful. And this has played out with me in the last few years through body dysmorphia. 
where I would have looked in the mirror and with seven stone off, I was still picking faults in myself. I was still viewing myself as being fat. A very, very destructive process, guys, but it's one that is exceptionally common in people that have lost weight where they just don't see it in themselves, okay? And I believe part of it is we don't want to see it in ourselves because we're so afraid of losing what we've achieved. We're so afraid of going back to that person because it conjures up all those feelings that we had before. So physically and emotionally, guys, that 21 stone that I ended up becoming, boy, it takes its toll. It really, really takes its toll physically and emotionally. From a physical point of view, I have no doubt I was borderline diabetic. I certainly had high blood pressure. About two, maybe three months before the actual turnaround took place itself, I was borderline being diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis. I was losing the power down one arm and into one hand. Um, I'd went to the doctor because it started to get quite bad and it was holding me back from doing a lot of daily tasks. I'd had brain scans and I'd had investigations and everything else. And it was borderline, multiple cirrhosis was being talked about, which scared the absolute life out of me, guys. I don't mind telling you. Uh, but one consultant that I had gone to see had said to me, look, I'm very, very reluctant to diagnose you with this. There's something holding me back. And it was extreme stress, guys. That was what was ultimately causing the symptoms that I had. Extreme stress, which I didn't deny. I knew myself I was exceptionally stressed through work and through what I was going through at home and everything else. So that was no surprise to me. But guys, the lifestyle that I was leading was causing all sorts of problems. All sorts of problems. I mean, my eating was completely out of control at that stage. I had been secret eating for years, absolutely for years. And that secret eating, guys, was fueled in many ways because I had been dieting from when I was a teenager. So you'll see me doing a lot of things about ditch the diet and using that phrase quite a bit. From when I was a teenager, guys, I was so conscious of my weight. This was like the big jigsaw that I talk about. It was the not fitting into the 501s. It was the not being able to take my shirt off. It was all those factors. I longed to be thin. I dreamt of being thin. But i done nothing to bring it about. I didn't do anything to change how I looked and how I felt. Yes, I'd try and starve myself. Yes, I would do all the quick fix diet, quick fix diets that come out. I would do the slimming pills and all the rest of it. Nothing worked, guys. Obviously, nothing worked. I didn't do anything to change the situation that I was in, in so much as I didn't change my eating habits. At the back of my mind, did I know that eating the shit that I was eating was making my problem worse? Of course I did, but I still did it. Okay, now I deal with people all the time in this scenario and we talk through why they're doing things. In a lot of cases, guys, it's that self-destruct button that we're pressing. Okay, it's that feeling that I'm a mess. I've gone and just eaten that there, which makes the problem worse. I might as well just really go for it. It's that analogy, guys, where I've got one flat tire in the car. I might as well burst the other three. Okay, total self-destruct. There's that feeling then that we start into something and we just seemingly can't control it. I would have went to have one biscuit out of the packet. Seconds later, I had the whole packet eaten. When I went to the shop to buy something, if I was going to be eating it on my own, well, that changed that whole procedure completely in terms of what I bought. I talk frequently about my journeys home from work. 
in the, the couple of years leading up to this all turning around for me guys and because I'd have been travelling on my own it was a 30 minute journey tops guys but it was a multi-pack of Mars bars it was four part, four Mars bars okay that I was justifying to myself because I was saying it's cheaper to buy the four eat one today keep one for tomorrow four bars were in me in minutes it was two family bags of sweets be it like wine gums Maltesers whatever the case may be there might have been a bag of crisps there as well there would have been almost certainly a bottle of Lucasade guys I was eating thousands of calories in a 30 minute journey home after having tried to starve myself all day in the hope that that would make me thin crazy stuff really really crazy stuff that I was putting myself through Okay, in an attempt to make myself thin, but it hadn't worked for years. Why was it going to work that next day when I was doing it, guys? I knew in my heart of hearts it wasn't going to work. I knew in my heart of hearts that when I went to the Chinese takeaway to get a takeaway for the family and I ordered an extra portion of chips and an extra portion of chicken balls and I scoffed them into me in the car on the way home and hid the wrappers for it. I knew that wasn't helping me to change the thing that was making me so unhappy and yet I did it. Day after day, week after week, I'd done the exact same things, but I prayed for a different outcome. And guys, that's a mugs game. Absolute mud game. You keep doing what you've always done. You will get what you've always got. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Okay? You've got to wake up to that, guys. That's why change is so vitally important. Because that change that you're looking to bring about is going to necessitate change in what you do. Okay, your old actions won't produce the new results that you're looking for. My constant binging in secret was never going to get me thin. And that's what I told myself that I wanted and what I longed for. But yet what I done took me further and further away from that. To the point, guys, I'd given up then. I had given up. I had resigned myself to the fact, this is what you're stuck with, Sam. This is as good as it gets. Okay, I was running my own business. I had a motorcycle shop which paid the bills, and I kind of thought at a stage I liked it and I enjoyed it, but I didn't really. It was making me miserable. Okay, but again, too afraid to change. I had this body which was absolutely catapulting towards ill health. Chest pains were a regular feature. Okay, pains in my chest, crushing pains down my arms, regular feature, but it could not be, guys, with the amount of weight that I was carrying and what I was putting myself through. I have absolutely zero doubt that I was borderline diabetic. I certainly had high blood pressure. So here's somebody in their late 30s that has given up. Okay, somebody that for 20 odd years has tried, in inverted commas, to get thin and failed miserably. And every time I would lose a stone, I'd put a stone and a half back on. So here's somebody can't fit into the nice clothes. Here's somebody hates what they see in the mirror. Here's somebody who has no self-confidence because of what they see in the mirror. But I was doing nothing to change it. Okay, It was going to take a miracle, as I thought, for this to happen. Because all my hopes and dreams and prayers of getting thin guys were never going to come to fruition. Because the actions weren't in place to make it happen. And I'll be honest, I looked at people going to the gym and getting into shape and all the rest of it. And I produced negativity in my own head towards that. I'd have been that person thinking, oh, he'll never keep that up. Or, oh, what do you see what she looks like in a month or two when she goes back and all the rest of it. Why? Because they were doing something that secretly I wanted to do myself. And I was jealous. 
I saw these people getting themselves into shape, getting fit and healthy when I knew I couldn't run 500 yards without feeling like I was going to take a heart attack. I knew I couldn't take my daughter out to the garden to play with her for more than two or three minutes because I'd be out of breath. And I'd look at these people being fit and being healthy and being active and making better choices around what they're eating. And I was consumed with jealousy. I'm the first to admit that. Consumed with jealousy. Because they were doing something that I only wished I could do. But you know what? I hadn't the balls. I hadn't the courage. I hadn't the commitment. I didn't have the work ethic towards that. Yes, I could pump big hours into my business and work long hours in the shop. But when it came to doing that there, all I perceived there was pain. That must be awful. Not being able to go out for a few drinks with the boys. That must be awful. Not eating takeaways three or four nights a week. That must be awful. Having to get up early to go to the gym. All I saw were the negatives around something that would have got me what I truly wanted, guys. So all the things that I was trying to buy myself and trying to do and all the rest of it to try and make the best of a bad lot, all sticking plasters, guys, and none of them worked. And thank God I had the wake-up call when I did, guys. Because one promise I can make you here and now is that I would not be here today if I hadn't. If that change hadn't come about. I say to clients sometimes when they come to me and they're, they're in a bad way, I explain this to them. Guys, very, very often it takes a breakdown to have a breakthrough and I hit the bottom. I completely hit the bottom. Okay, just before this change happened to me, a few months before this change happened, I can remember having that feeling, sitting up one night about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, having that feeling, guys, that I had given up, that there was just nothing left worth living for I had completely given up it didn't matter what I done I never seemed to make headway it didn't matter what I done I never seemed to come out on top guys okay I would throw myself into all these new hobbies it would be golf or it would be shooting or whatever and I was shit at everything I tried absolutely shit at everything I tried so it didn't matter what I done guys You were constantly trying to make the best of a bad lot and coming out the loser. And you know what, guys? You'll take that for so long until you can't take that anymore. You'll only get away with that feeling for so long. And I can remember sitting one night and thinking, is this as good as it gets for me in my late 30s? Is this the best that I can hope for going forward? And that's why I'm saying, guys, I know the thoughts that were in my head that night. And I'm telling you now, if I hadn't made that change, guys, I would not be here today. So thank God for that change, guys. Thank goodness I had the wake-up call that I did. Thank goodness one day that 21 stone mess looked at himself in the mirror for the last time and said, You know what, son? This has to stop. You can't do this anymore. You can tell yourself all the lies that you want about why you're heavy, why you're unhappy. See, Stan, looking back at you in the reflection today, that's the reason that you're not happy. What you see today, the fact that you can't fit into this suit, the fact that you're telling this guy in the shop that you're a 38-inch waist when you're a 44, you're a 50-inch chest, that's the reason you're so unhappy, Sam. And that took that day, guys, in a changing room at 4 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon for me to wake up to the truth, guys. The change had to come about. It was do or die time. That's where the name came from, guys. Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock, 
had closed my motorbike shop, went to buy a suit for a wedding and reality check. It's do or die. I cried in that changing room guys. I cried the whole way home. That was the one journey home that I didn't stuff my face. That was the one journey home that the Mars bars weren't produced because I'd had enough guys. That was breakdown point. I cried the whole way home. I spent the rest of that day thinking long and thinking hard about what I had done to myself and where I had let myself get to and the depths that I had now found. I woke up on the Sunday morning. I had a determination to change, guys. I hadn't a clue how I was going to change. My first gut reaction was, I'll go for a run. I got four, five hundred yards and I thought my heart was going to burst. I realised this isn't going to work. But you know what, guys? That was the first Sunday that I didn't turn to food. Okay, That was the first time I didn't go for the comfort. That was the first time that I felt shit about myself and didn't grab for sugar. Because that morning I felt shit about myself because I realised how unfit I was, how unhealthy I was. That compounded the feelings I'd had the day before looking in the mirror. I was a rock bottom that Sunday, guys. But you know what? For the first time I didn't turn to food. I did not turn to food, guys, because I'd had enough of food at that stage. I'd literally sickened myself. I joined the gym the next day and that was the start of it. That was the turning point. But do you see from I looked at myself in that mirror that Saturday, guys? That's when change happened. Because the old coping mechanism that I had, which was food, that was gone. I broke the connection there and then. It's like somebody telling you that they gave up smoking or whatever in an instant and that was it. It was gone. That day, looking at myself in the mirror, that is when change came about, guys. That was the do or die moment because I'd had enough. Okay, so if somebody tries to tell you that it can't happen in an instant, you take it from me, it can. That instant, guys, I knew change was the only option that I had. Did I know how I was going to go about it? No. Was I afraid? Yes. Was I determined? Hell yes. 100%. I wasn't going to look like that or feel like that a day longer. And I literally, guys, I knew nothing of any of this. I hadn't a clue what direction I was going to go in. I had nobody to turn to for help. But I knew, guys, that change was my only option. And whatever it was going to take, it was going to take. But I wouldn't feel like that a day longer. And that was the last time, guys, I had those feelings and I saw that image. Guys, change is the most amazing thing. Don't piss about, okay? I don't care what it is, if it's your job, if it's your relationship or whatever it is. If you can relate to something that I'm saying in your own set of circumstances and for you personally, please, please, please take on board what I'm saying here. Because it's the most, it's the scariest thing in the world, guys, and I get that. I get that, but you know what? That day, guys, the scarier thing would have been to stay exactly as I was. That would have been scary for me. Okay, that's what the pain had then become. The pain all of a sudden wasn't, I'd have to get up and go to the gym, or I'd have to watch what I eat, or I couldn't go out and have a drink or whatever. That wasn't pain anymore, guys. The pain was what I saw in the mirror. The pain was the disgust that I felt. The pain was the shame that I felt. The pain was the scales falling off my eyes and me for the first time being honest about myself about what I was really doing to myself. That's when it had to stop, guys. 
that's my story, guys, of what led up to this. I'm going to touch in the weeks going forward, back into my earlier days and everything else as well. But I just wanted to set the scene today. And I've got a lump in my throat just doing some of that stuff because this is really, really important to me, guys. Really, really important. Why am I the passionate coach that I am? Why do I push so hard? Because I want to free as many people out there as possible from those feelings that I have just described. And I know that I can. I have track record for doing it. And I want to do it with as many people as possible going forward. So thank you guys for joining me yet again. It means a lot to me to be able to do this. It means even more to me that you share in it with me. And that you take the time to listen to me and you give me feedback and everything else. My journey is on the up. There's so many amazing things starting to happen for me going forward, guys. And I want all of those things to make me better at what I do so that I can help even more of you. The best way for me to help you guys going forward is for you to talk to me. If I can help you in some way, reach out. If there's something you want me to cover, reach out, guys. I love what I'm doing. I love sharing the knowledge that I've picked up over the past few years. I love passing on the success stories that I'm part of, and I'll do loads more of that too. Uh, but it's a two-way street, guys. And I know this is difficult, and I know there'll be people listening to this that are in that situation that I was in, and this is really hard, guys, and I get it. And it's very difficult to listen to it. And it's very difficult to accept that you need to make change in the first place at all. But guys, change is not something to be feared. It's the most amazing thing in the world. Because you don't have a clue what could potentially could be out there for you that you're about to miss out on. Take it from me. My life has changed in the most amazing way. And I want as many of you as possible to experience that, guys. Thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to talking to you next week again. I look forward to hearing from some of you in the meantime. Guys, give it serious thought, okay? You're not stuck with anything that you don't want to be. Sometimes it's do or die. Take care, guys.